Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Homes.com knows having the right agent can make or break your home search. That's why they provide home shoppers with an agent directory that gives you a detailed look at each agent's experience, like the number of closed sales in a specific neighborhood, average price range, and more. It lets you easily connect with all the agents in the area you're searching so you can find the right agent with the right experience and ultimately the right home for you. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big. For the big speed, big reliability, and big savings you want, get Spectrum One. Just $49.99 a month for 12 months. Visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details. Offer subject to change. Valid for qualified residential customers only. Service not available in all areas. Restrictions apply. I'm Zuzana Shatkovsky, and I played Dorota on Gossip Girl. Welcome back, listeners, to your one and only source into all things Gossip Girl. You know you'll love it. XOXO. Welcome back to XOXO. I'm Jessica Zor, and I promised we wouldn't make you wait too long, so I'm going to keep this quick, okay? So today, we're continuing our epic deep dive conversation with the one and only Dorota, also known as Zuzana Shutkovsky. Last time, you'll remember, we talked about how she got cast in the show even though she was only 28 years old and they were looking for a 60-year-old. How her character basically raised Blair and the mini spinoff series she shot called Chasing Dorota. This episode, you'll hear our conversation about Blair's minions, the paparazzi on set, and her favorite couples on the show. So let's just jump back in with her. Zuzana Shutkovsky. Let me ask you this. What do you think about the minions? Do you think Dorota like respected these minions that literally follow Blair around and like think the sun shines out of her asshole? You know, I feel like those were like, she always had to kind of babysit them a little bit in a way. Um, So I feel like there were a lot of, a lot of eye rolls about certain minions behaviors. (laughs) Um, So I think that, um, I think there were some instances where Dorota ended up having to kind of keep them in line. I remember like there was the entire storylines about the atelier when, when Blair had the, you know, was designing. So Dorota had to do a lot of troubleshooting and a lot of like cleaning up with a mess. And like, <laughs> so I feel like the minions probably like 
were a little bit exhausting for <laughs> for her. <laughs> yeah. It's just the whole dynamic for so, Blair is so is so funny to me. Yeah. And then she was so mean to those minions too. It was so funny. She was like so mean to them. It was so, so funny. Mean. <laughs> Yeah, some of the shit she says, I'm like Blair. Yeah, it's, <laughs> but wild. it's hilarious. Yeah, it's really funny. That was it. Was just that was a very good, like Blair, all of you, Dorota, the minions. Like again, like your reactions to the right. craziness that's going on. Blair's one liners, her scheming, oh, yeah. her, you know what I mean, and then like her relationship with her mom. It was so grounded in a way too. Where it's like, okay, this is why she's acting like this. Because she doesn't get get or have this from her family. Right. It's like a whole different set of expectations. Right. You know, I think it's, it's so interesting with the minions because I think they're such a great example of what works about Gossip Girl too, which is that you have sort of an over-the-top situation and you kind of really go there with the dialogue and the, you know, the detail. But the performances, it's like they have to be moored in some kind of like real heart and like earnest right place like Absolutely. some kind of desperation or whatever you know like so that those performances it's like you know if you think about like what amanda Sutton did or or alice callahan it's like those characters Absolutely, were all yeah. so fleshed out and so different from each other and so committed you know so every single one of those performances was like in a full fully committed mode so that when you watch it all of a sudden they're actually real people even though they're the things that they're doing are so insane. <laughs> and insane. Like, but so, you're absolutely right. And like, then even like, like Nicole or Dreama. Yeah, Nicole, Amanda, yeah. Dreama. Yeah, like, I mean. All Nicole, of them doing it. Nelly Yuki. Like, Nelly like, Yuki, all of, of them. And, those, that, and it created a tapestry of, like, personalities that are supported. Blair. I mean, like you said, you know, it's like for Blair to be the queen bee, like, that, that has, there has to be that context and those, that context has to be real and has to be, like, full. And so for all of those performances to be so specific and, you know, that's, it's kind of like, uh, you know, a masterclass in, like, character work because everybody kind of figured out, like, what's the essential thing here at play and then just played the hell out of it and it became funny and real and and you could empathize with it and you could go with it and and those characters were beloved you know so i think it's a really cool 100 example of how tv can like really be special you know <laughs> absolutely and what people would really like trip on i remember when my sisters would come they would like be like oh my gosh it's crazy that when you yell cut like Leighton goes over and like hugs and laughs with Nicole or like right 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 yeah that they're laughing with Susanna like Dorota you know what I mean like yeah because people you see what you see and you don't understand and literally you cut and it's like oh yeah they're like laughing and hugging or all of us you know which is is the best part about it which also made it fun to do you know yeah like I have like some really fun pictures from like the final season and and I have these cute pictures of like me and Leighton and Michelle Trachtenberg just like giggling about something because she's playing this insane Georgina, you know, but it was, it was always so funny to me how like, you know, in between everybody was just like how committed they were to these like bigger than life characters and able to be believable in them when yeah. they're really so different. They're all like very chill, very sweet, yeah, you know, down to earth humans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> totally. What do you think, what do you think Dorota thought of like Blair and Serena's relationship? I don't remember so much. Like, I mean, I know I definitely had some moments where I was like in scenes with Serena kind of, but there are very few people that could actually hurt Blair, you know, like right. I feel like Serena right. was one of those people who could actually really get in there and like break her heart. Um, right. 
hence a lot of the drama <laughs> that they right. would develop between them. And so I feel like for Gerota, yeah, that would probably be one of the most dangerous relationships that she, you know, right. if, she, if she was invested in, um, in protecting Blair's heart. But, you know, I think that it's a little bit similar to the Chuck relationship and right. that from Dorota's yeah. point of view is if Dorota's like, you know, a little bit removed, you know, and coming at it from a slightly more mature vantage point of just having had more life experience or whatever, that she could always be on team Chuck because she knew that as much as the bad stuff would happen between them, that there was fundamentally, yeah, that there was a real love and that things would be okay in the end, because in the end we're dealing with, you know, the, the highs and lows of youthful love. Right. And so I feel like she believed in it in like a long game way. And I think she probably had a similar feeling about the friendship with Serena that, you know, she knew from being in her wise old age of however old she was, that, you know, that, you know, that they would be, right, exactly, (laughs) that they would be friends, you know, down the line, they would look back and laugh at all of these like really horrible things that they were doing to each other. So I think that there was probably a little bit of sort of an emotional maturity to let, let her, you know, not sweat up. And I also feel like Dorota probably also saw that like they really do love each other. Blair and Serena love each other, but they're so different. Right. And the things that I think get in the way of their, whether it's the jealousy or shadowing or trying to be, it's, it's, it's wild to me because I'm also like, whatever you think Serena's doing to you, Blair, you don't even, you're not even that person. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're just, you know, you're, you're so far from what Serena is and Serena's so far from Blair. So, and maybe that's part of it, but right. it's also just funny because I think in high school, yeah, it's a very hard time. But in my experience, when you do connect and find that with a girl and there isn't a jealousy and you do support each other and you have that, it's, it's really a special thing. So I think Serena and Blair have that. And again, it's a TV show. It's entertainment, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) I'm like getting real deep. No, but it makes so much sense to me. I just find it very funny. Yeah, because like I, no matter how far down the road in life you get, it's like those high school experiences, that time of life. They affect you. Yeah, it's formative for a reason because you're like becoming who you are. You know, you you find these kind of like heart heart to heart uh, connections when you're young that can you know, that can have the longevity. And then of course they have to go through all of this, like, you know, high school drama, because I feel like the reason we like Gossip Girl and other shows about high school experience, like even, uh, you know, as adults and all kind of different people like those shows is because in high school, that's when we are like fully living our emotional lives, you know, like, like our, like the stakes of, of our, hearts everything everything is <laughs> everything the is the, it's the love of your yeah. life it's your best friend it's the craziest right. dance it's the craziest yeah. sport it's the craziest essay it yeah is. nothing has and, been dulled by the responsibilities of you know life that later on kind of come come into play it's like all like everything is just it's just full throttle <laughs> emotional living <laughs> and like it's it, it's great to watch you know because it's yeah. we can relate to it you know i love it i love all this yeah. stuff i i <laughs> Totally. And I, again, think that's where the writing on this show and, and even with the parents in the, in, in the show, I'm oh, finding yeah. now when I'm watching it, I'm like, holy shit. Like what Kelly is, what Lily's going through from losing Bart to 
trying to figure out this thing with Rufus and then to be like a stepmom to Chuck and then be there for Serena and Eric. And then, right. you know, she's got Dan and Jenny. I'm like, yo, are you super mom? Because that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. And again, they did such a good job of making sort of the, you know, the older characters fully, they exist on their own terms also. So it's, I feel like sometimes when you look at a show that's, that comes at you from a certain point of view, like, oh, this is a high school drama, then those parents are just right. sort of exist, uh, you know, to bounce things off of, or, you know, they're just like peripheral. And here they have their own lives, their own insecurities and vulnerabilities and all that stuff that yeah. shows you why they parent the way that they do and how it has an impact on their kids and how, you know, so it's a really complicated tapestry they wove, which I think is, was quite ingenious. And like, there's a reason why all kinds of people like the show, like the reason, there's a reason why it's not just, it only doesn't only resonate with, you know, uh, Young, private old, school gay, kids. Straight, yeah, yeah, it, it resonates yeah, with anyone, yeah, it resonates everyone. with like people all over the age age gamut. Like even when I when I did the show, I used to be so surprised because like people would come up to me on the street, um, you know, that were like dudes wearing business suits in their like fifties, yeah, and they'd be like Drota, uh-huh. and I was like, what are you watching the show? <laughs> and I was like, this isn't just a show for young, you know, young kids who are living this experience. It's a show that resonates with a lot of people. So it's cool. They've really did something magical. Yeah. The writing. Yeah, for sure. And there's like something to be said, even when it goes to the parents, if it's not like the flashy thing with Serena or the drama with Blair, you never, you always want to see what's going on because they always tied things together in this spider web way that like, you didn't want to take your eyes off the TV. And then literally the episode will end and take the wildest turn. And I'm like, are you nuts? Where would you come up with this shit? Yeah. And then when this people were watching insane. it live, they had to wait a whole week to see that. I, <laughs> I mean, that's what's wild to me is like when the fact that they, you know, created so much Did that? drama and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's like the fact that um the original format was not binge watch. <laughs> And you had to yeah. wait a whole week to see like what happens now with Ivy or whatever, you know, you're like, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> do you, on other shows that you've done, you've done table reads, right? Yes. Yes. Can you imagine if we did table reads? <laughs> oh my God. I was going to say, I never did one on Gossip World, but I guess nobody did. Huh? <laughs> we never did. No, we never. So interesting. I, 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 I thought is there any other that show recently. that never did that? Wow. I, I've done table reads on, on every Everything. show. Shameless, The Orville. Yeah. I just thought it was always the table read and except, you know, unless, you know, sometimes not everyone's invited, but the, it never occurred to me that of course we didn't. There were no, no, we never reads. did it. And I don't know. I don't know if that was part of the reason that like the writer's room was in LA at the time. Oh, maybe. And it wasn't really like zoom and all the things right. that we have now. Probably. But I also don't, <laughs> I also think it was probably better. We didn't because just the energy and this stuff without like shifting and rewriting when you hear it out loud, I think yeah. it just worked. Yeah. It's kind of like, yeah, you'd always be just like right on the ride. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I went to LA one time to the writer's room. Like I went to visit them. <laughs> I was happened to yeah. be in LA and I went to visit and the amount of um, crazy stuff on the whiteboards all around the room. <laughs> Storyboards. <laughs> yeah. And I was like looking and I was like, and they were like, don't look over there. And I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I was like so nuts. Um, it's just like every color marker on the storyboard. Like, arrows every which way yeah and you know i mean it's a lot of episodes every year a lot of twists and turns a lot of characters and like you said i think one of the yeah interesting things that they did so successfully is that they kept it was a real 
ensemble show because all of the characters were interesting and we were invested in all yeah. of them. It wasn't like, you're right. There wasn't like the boring family that we didn't care about. That we, you know, that you, no. there wasn't the part where like, I go to the bathroom during this part. It was yeah. always And that happens cool. on a lot of shows. Yeah. And you just, I just don't find that with Gossip Girl. Like if Kelly and Rufus or Bart or anyone in the Waldorf family comes on, you, you're interested to see what's going to happen because they dialed it in and connected the dots so brilliantly. Yeah that you, you didn't want to miss a beat. And I think that's what's really, really great. Yeah. And I know I'm from listening to your podcast that like, you know, every actor has their own coping mechanisms for being an actor, you know, and what they do and how they, you know, how they, whether they're able to watch themselves or not or whatever. But like, you know, I happen to be one of those people that you know, mostly for probably unhealthy reasons, but I always watch what I always watch what I do because I'm like, I'm always very insecure about it. So I'm like, let me see how bad it is. And I'm like, oh, it's not so bad. But anyway, I was one of the people who watched, I watched Gossip Girl as it was airing. And like, I was like a fan of the show and watching it. And so I would show up on set and sometimes, you know, Ed or, or Leighton or somebody would be like, how's the show? What's going on in the show? (laughs) And I would be like, well, it's, it's good. In fact, this week, (laughs) and it's like funny because I, you know, so I was actually like having a double experience because I was on set working, but then I was also watching it like a fan of, and also because my stuff was so, you know, I was in my kind of lane. So I was like, you know, often just in the Waldorf house and often in only in certain storylines. So uh, a lot of it was news to me. I mean, I, you know, I would get the scripts I was in, I didn't read all of them. And then I would see the show and I was into it, you know? So it's funny because now it's been a while. I should probably go and rewatch the whole thing too, because it'd probably be, you know, I've forgotten a lot of stuff. You should, because it's wild. It's crazy. I forgot. So uh, there's stuff I'm in. I'm like, does she hook up with him? Does she right, not? Right. No, I know, I the other day, my sister's like, Jessica, <laughs> you played her. Did yeah. you kiss the guy or not? I'm yeah. like, I honestly don't remember. So no, is it what's coming? Yeah, it's so just funny. Yeah, it's yeah. it's insane. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews, were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Works System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. 
take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to dimebeautyco.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's dimebeautyco.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All the sets were so great. Like all oh, the flowers, the flowers. Oh my God. It was yeah. insane. Those flowers. And I'd always be like, all right, well, I'll take some at the end. If no one's going to take them. <laughs> They're like, take them. I would have like flowers all over my place in New York oh, after man. set, because sometimes you you wouldn't have the same flowers in the next scene or, you know, whatever. Right. But the, the way it was just decorated, but I always loved coming to the, to the, Blair's house. Yeah. Like if Vanessa had to go there, I always liked filming there a lot. Yeah, it was cool. It really was. And, I, and then the funny, cause like I had a lot of experience with the, um, you know, the cutlery and the, <laughs> and the, yeah. and the, the teapots <laughs> and stuff. And it's funny because they had the nicest, obviously China and everything. And sometimes I, yeah. so I'm like kind of have a discerning eye for, uh, I, I can tell that pattern and that I've seen it elsewhere in the world. I'm like, oh, that's the Waldorf's China. That's the real, <laughs> yeah. that's the real um, stuff yeah. there. <laughs> Which they never chintzed out. They didn't oh, chintz no. out on the show. It was if all it was real. like it was whatever it was, designer, China, like what you know, everything. Everything. And you know, that's it was a really that was probably the most taxing part of my job was the fact that everything was so nice and real. So I often was carrying a tray. It was just like very, <laughs> very often happened. And they, that stuff was heavy because it was like silver and then it like the teapots and all that stuff. And so I would have these like heavy, heavy trays so that when we wrapped at the end, they said, you know, they were like, do you want to take something? And I was like, uh, so I took uh, the, the biggest tray that was kind of the albatross of my uh, road experience. That you did that. Yeah. So I have it. It's like this silver tray with like feet on it, and it's like really heavy and like you know nice. It doesn't. I mean, I don't have any stuff like that in my life, so it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb in my <laughs> in my house. But it's like I have this big old silver fancy tray, and um, and the other thing I took actually was my headband. So I, I love have, love. I have my Dorota headband. Me that. Yeah. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was just kind of cute. Let's talk about that for a second. In a scene, when you're holding those, that shit's heavy. And you yeah. can't, you have to keep it in the same place, right. in the same spot. Like, 
Oh, I definitely had some that's, problems sometimes, like clinking glasses because like my arms would start shaking after like ten takes. But, and then they're like, "Hey, hey, yeah. can you not set the glass down on her line?" And <laughs> I'm they're like, like, "Well, I have to set no, it down when she said uh because <laughs> right. I set it down when she said uh nine times." Right. But yeah, I'll just like wait a beat, <laughs> and then you're like trying not to think about it. Yeah, you know, I'm actually like a real expert on um the kind of minutia technical life stuff because ninety percent of my scene work on Gossip Girl had to do with some sort of, you know, tea service food, you know, so that thing of like hitting the same mark with like putting down the plate and picking up the teacup and the business, like I was always doing business. <laughs> and so now if I ever work on any sets and they give me any business, I'm like, oh, the props people this. love me. Cause I'm like, I know just, <laughs> I always get it in the right spots. I'm picking it up the right way, you know? So it's like, I had a lot of business and the one that was the hardest, which is kind of funny was, um, there was a, a whole storyline where Blair got a bulldog. Oh my God, a ha- handsome? Yes. <laughs> was, was it because of school? I forget what that. I think so. Yeah. It was something with Yale, maybe. Yeah, yeah, it was to do with and, Yale. It, it, yeah, and there was the bulldog, and the bulldog came in, and it was puppy, a teeny bulldog, and it was so cute. And I had to carry it, you know, around. And then we. Okay. That's like a difficult thing to do in a scene. Oh, yeah. Like, let's just be honest. Yeah. A, a baby or a puppy. Right. It ain't fun. No. And this, even this they could be the cutest like, thing ever. It's a difficult thing. Yeah. And he was all, he was like, you know, fine at first. And then we took a hiatus for the like, holidays. <laughs> and then we came back to the same episode. And that dog was like full grown. A horse. Because it, it grew. <laughs> and so then I had to carry it. And it was so heavy. And the man was like handing it to me. And I was like, dude, this is such a heavy. Because it was a big old bulldog. And by that point, my arms were like going numb. <laughs> And then you're trying not to complain because it's a dumb thing to complain about, but you're like, can we please speed this up or make a change? Because this dog is unwieldy. <laughs> oh my God. What did they only have one? They had that one and they thought for some reason they didn't think that it would change over the, <laughs> or maybe they had a, another one of it or something, but whatever it was that if they were twins or brothers, they both grew up because <laughs> and right. so the continuity was weird, but they just like rolled with it. They just went with it. Yeah, because yeah. there was a there's a baby that comes along. Yeah, because I remember. Well, I had two. Oh my god! It's and you also for me, I like felt weird because I'm like, does this baby even want to be here? Like, do no, they want to be by their mom? Thing. Yeah, and well, I was just like, I had a birth scene. Like, so I had to give birth to my baby on Gossip Girl, and they handed me the newborn baby like to my arms, and so you know the the smallest they can get, like you know, with the union it's rules, like, is, like three, three months. months. Yeah, and. So the mom was like, I could see her. She was like, but she wasn't supposed to step into the set. So she was, the baby was carried from the mom to me by like a baby nurse. By the way, if and someone so, told me I can't be by my three month old child, I'd be like, you can get out of here. We'll right. leave. Bye. Uh, yeah. And I kept looking at the mom being like, is this, what? what? who is this fun for? But I guess people <laughs> like being on TV. <laughs> yeah. But, I guess. But, but yeah, but the baby, I just remember being like, oh, and I was so uncomfortable about it because it was like so fresh of a baby. And I was like, I don't want the responsibility of holding him. But you know, I was laying down. It was finally like said it. And then they worked with like little few minutes at a time. But I remember thinking like, and they always what a have weird. Twins, though. Yeah. So yeah, there were twins. In case one cries and they bring the other one in. I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. So this woman had to bring her twins in from, you know, Long Island or, or yeah. some, I remember that she had like a long commute. Oh my God. I forgot that Dorota had a baby. Yeah. I had two. Cause I had the one that was like season three, I think. And then that I was pregnant when I got married to the 
um, Vanya character. And then I had another one later, which was purely a plot device because there was like a reveal with like a pregnancy test in a trash can that they, I forget if you thought it was Blair or Serena or something. It was like, and then it turned out to be me again. Jerona's just popping babies out. Taking pregnancy tests in Blair's bathroom for some reason, but you know. Wait, who's the dad all the time? Well, it was Vanya. (laughs) All, All of them? Yeah. Well, mine, yeah, mine's, mine was Vanya because like the reason we got married is because I was pregnant with his baby. And then, right, right, right. And then we okay. had a second That's baby right. later. <laughs> so I love it. I but yeah, it's it so silly. <laughs> but yeah, but there was other babies too. Uh, Georgina had a baby. That was baby was pretty present, I think. I can't yeah. remember. There was another baby too. Yeah. Because my babies were only there a couple of times, but it was still very- <laughs> How about Rufus and Lily having a baby? Right. Having another oh child. Right. It's like so nice that you're watching it back in order because it's like, yeah. All those things. I know it's, all of this stuff that happened. Not, I mean, I don't remember all of it, but it's like all one big soup. <laughs> okay, wait. Let's just do this because I'm having so much fun with you. Right. Who would? Who do we like to see each other with? We obviously like Chuck and Blair. I like Chuck and Blair. Who do you like to see Serena with? Serena and Dan? No, I think Serena. Um, didn't Serena and Nate have a thing at one point? At the beginning, wasn't that the yeah, first I one? Think, yes, I think that he, was like, the heated on Blair on the in the bar at the. Yep. I feel like I liked that just as for starters, okay. but um, I really liked Vanessa and Dan. So I feel like the original setup, you know, from those first seasons, like, you know, when everyone kind of found their love matches, I always kind of got stuck on those. <laughs> I feel like that's the only person that works for Vanessa there. And really when I'm watching it now, I'm like, they're just very similar. They like the same thing. Yeah. It just made sense. Cause they we were like, they're this- cute together. You know, it's funny. Yeah. It's like I used to always say to people, it's like people always ask me about, you know, stuff on the set and all the actors and whatever. And I would always say about you, I would say she's the sweetest person and she's the most beautiful person I've ever seen in in person. I was like, the oh fact that God, she walked in the room, so no, but I used to always be like, it's really crazy. Like when you walk in the room, people are like, because <gasps> you're so striking and you have such a beautiful heart that like radiates through you. So you're just like a lovely human. So I used to always tell people, like, you were the one that when anybody asked me like, Who's the most beautiful person in the Gossip Girl world? I'd be like, I'd be like, Jessica. Oh my God, you are the sweetest. That makes me so happy. Yeah. Thank so I always you. like to see um, Vanessa happy too. I was a big fan of that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You're like, see. just Vanessa, get it. Get you got it. Get girl. it. Get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's so sweet of you. It's funny you say that because, like, even when I just saw your face pop up on here before we went, like, your skin is flawless. You have the biggest heart. <laughs> You're so sweet and lovely. And when you see your smile and everything, you're so warm and beautiful. And like literally what you did for a character that didn't have lines, like right. that's how beautiful and amazing and talented you are. So when you're saying that, I, you. that just made me feel so warm and happy. And I love you for saying that and, and appreciate it. Well, I really do think that this show, like really part of the magic of it, like the reason that people still really are moved by it and just love it to death is like, is the human content. These characters are fleshed out by just the right people and it has the right kind of chemistry amongst the cast and that charisma that the individual actors bring in their individual ways. And it's it's like everything is sort of in its right place, <laughs> you know? And like right. every character is brought to life by the right human. And like, so it works. And so then people like really love it and it's lasting. Cause like you can tell, like there are a lot of shows 
in whatever years we're to 2010 or whatever it was we finished doing this, you know, and not all of them still have the same kind of fan fervor and commitment, you know, but I think it's partially because these characters are really like fleshed out with love. Yeah. It's got to be the craziest thing for like Josh and Stephanie to take this, you know, get option, the books, make it into a TV series, go to the network and just really have the faith with the casting, with the cast, with the producers, with, you know, wardrobe, hair and makeup, the camera guy, you, you just have to have faith that it's going to work. Right. And I think they did a good job. I think. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You see like people so excited about it, you know, like who are newly watching it, like young people now yeah. who are watching it and then people who are watching it, who like still hold it dear after all this time and like, like continue to watch it or have some connection to it. You know, it's cool. And people have, um, you know, they kind of grew up on it in a certain way. Yeah. And saw themselves reflected in one way or another, or or was it or it was escapism? I think it's a good mix of the two things because, like, for sure, you know, there's things people relate to, but it's also this fantastical other world of like glamour and yeah, flashy, glam, flashy glam, flash, yeah, all yeah. the things, the city, these vibes. Do you know what we were just in Charleston? This girl came up to me, and she said, "I just have to tell you," she said, "I'm losing my mom." to cancer. And the only thing that's going to make me cry, it gets me through is watching Gossip Girl. And I'm like, the fact that like we can do something when someone's literally having like a life or death situation to give them a moment, is like really beautiful. It is beautiful. No, it absolutely makes sense. And people, I mean, it's like, uh, you know, that feeling when it's almost like you can be with your your extended family or your friends, you know, and it has that quality of um, a, a show where you can always go in and kind of get away from things for a little bit and feel connected to another story. And, a, and, and it means a lot. And the fact that those people, there are so many people that are touched and moved by it and that it's important to them. And every time I meet someone like that, that's a really special gift. And it's like one of those things about being an actor that's like beyond imagining. Cause you're like, yeah. How lucky am I to get to do such a fun job that I love so much and it's like insane to me that I ever get to do it. And then the fact yeah. that I not only did I get to do it, but I got to be I got to walk around inside of that world that other people, uh, you know, really like to, to visit and be connected yeah. with. Yeah. It's huge. And it like we talked about before, like this is a show that wouldn't be what it is if it wasn't for the fans and the way that it yeah. came into the zeitgeist because the fans really wrote the show and they made the show because this show was right on the precipice of you know writers listening to their audience a dialogue you know because people were were reviewing it and writing about it online and social media was starting and so all of a sudden it's a show that is really owned by the fans in a way that is really special because it was one of the first shows that actually listened to its own audience you know so yeah yeah it makes my day and people always say to me, Oh, I'm sorry to bother you. And I'm like, are you kidding? It makes my day because it makes me feel like I did something of some kind of value to somebody. And also it's just a thrill, you know, it's a thrill and it's a thrill to be a part of anything that touches them, you know? Yeah, totally. It's 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 wild. And it's like what you're saying, like the support from the fans made the show keep going. Sorry. I just got really emotional. I know. I know. (laughs) And I was already like stuffy with my allergies. I'm like, But it's true. It's like, because it's so funny too. Because like you, you will get this. Like yeah. actors too. There's like certain people that like take our stuff way too seriously. Right, right. And, and we should. Like we, you take on a role and it, it is our job and be yeah. professional. But like we're not carrying anything. We're not yeah. like saving people's lives. But if we can give people a moment to like connect 
right. or feel something or laugh for a minute or get through something that they're going through for storylines that they're watching. That's what we do, why we love what we do yeah. and like beyond me. Yeah. And it's amazing because it's like, yeah, everybody has their, you know, I guess their calling or their, their gifts. <laughs> and like, if, right. you know, if this is ours and then it's like, we have to take our job seriously and we can't take ourselves seriously. But what we can do is like the gratitude aspect, we can take that part seriously. So we can be like, look, it's really freaking cool that we are in something that means something to people. Like, exactly. thank you. <laughs> thank yeah. you universe. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. cool. Yeah. And I think in that, with with the writers and producers and what they did with the show, I think that's part of it because yeah. there was so much heart in it. It wasn't just because there's times I get a script and I'm like, well, these people are just trying to make a hit. And by the way, I read a ton of scripts that are beautifully written and great too. But there's times where I'm like, okay, they're just, it's not about making a hit. It's not right. just about trying to make something successful. Something becomes successful when there's heart in it across the board. Yeah, when it's authentic to itself. Yes. yes. And across the board, like even our, our camera guys and everyone on, on the show, like every angle, right? no pun intended, but like yeah. every part of the show, every piece of the puzzle from our drivers to our security guards, to crafty, to yeah. hair and makeup, like everyone cared yeah, fully. Everyone poured their heart into it. And I think it really came through not just on screen, on set, in yeah. in the fittings, in the trailers. I just ran into an extra that was for four years. He was like, I basically was there every day. Wow. And I said, oh my God, this is crazy. It's been years. And he's like, you know, I have not been on a set like that again, where it was like a family and people talk to the background. And I'm like, the background's what makes the show too. Oh, yeah. There's not one party scene that works without every background in there. Oh yeah. And that was know? a huge background show too, because it had so much, um, there were so many festivities. And, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. and no, and we did have, we had people who were background and stand-ins that were there for season after season after season, which I think is unusual, right? Because most people oh, very. end up moving yeah. through. No, I definitely had that vibe too. And for me, it was the first show I'd ever been on for, you know, other than for just a little drop in. So to see how the feeling of that world developed and, you know, and at first I felt a little bit trepidatious. I, I mean, I was like, I, I don't know exactly when I started feeling any ownership over it or feeling like it was my show too. You know, I always felt a little concerned about it. Um, didn't know how to be. It was and- like basically <laughs> your show. So yeah. you're good. But it was like, you know, when I was like, you know, I always felt like I was like, Oh, I don't know. And then it was, uh, it was because of Leighton and, you know, she would, always make sure I felt like, you know, I was part of the goings on. And so it was like, finally, when I kind of looked around, I was like, oh, I'm a part of this family and I'm doing this. It was like such a thrill. And it was like, kind of snuck up on me almost. (laughs) So it was, you know, but it still continues. And even seeing, seeing you recently and now talking to you today, it's like, it's amazing. Cause like, you know, it still feels really like an important part of my life, you know, that, um, always carry with me. (laughs) I know. And and just even when we were all just there in Charleston, like even just like, it also felt like none of us skipped a beat. Right, right. Yeah. And I also love the fact that like, I love when I'm watching things and I'm like, oh, here's Chase just like absolutely murdering it on this you know, cool ass show called The Boys or, you know, and I'm, yeah. yeah, And it's like, I'm, or, you know, (laughs) Penn on you or, and I'm always so thrilled for everyone to see what they're doing and and what, yeah. how their lives have changed, especially because like, even though I wasn't so much older than everyone, 
I was like a little bit of a generational step <laughs> aside from, from you guys just being in my late twenties versus early twenties when we started. So now seeing people have like babies and this whole other phase <laughs> of life, I'm like, everybody's adults. It's so weird. <laughs> you know, that's like so cool. <laughs> Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant. Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. Time is a luxury for us, especially if you're a mom. That's why we need a skincare routine that's easy, fast, and gives us results. Plus, what if your products had thousands of five-star reviews, were natural and affordable? Well, say hello to Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Not sure where to start? I highly recommend the Work System. It's everything you need in one powerful package. Take out the guesswork with a proven routine that includes a gentle yet effective cleanser, a super skin toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. See what everyone is raving about. From serum sets to the always sold out retinol alternative TBT cream, you'll find your perfect skincare match. Dime has over 2 million happy customers and their product reviews are literally five stars. Love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com for 20% off with code GETDIME. That's DimeBeautyCO.com, code GETDIME for 20% off. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, this idea of what, do, is, that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you remember the feeling or when you knew kind of like, whoa, the show hit in a way? I just feel like all of a sudden one day we showed up and it was like security guards and yeah. like fans and paparazzi and 
it was like overwhelming. People are like, was it exciting? I'm like, no, it was kind of like scary. Right. No, I mean, it was really interesting to be on a show that, you know, was filming before, uh, I guess that always happens, but the fact that we were filming X amount of episodes before it ever aired. So then you're like, well, what's this going to be like? And then all of a sudden it's airing and then all of a sudden it's this like hot thing. So yeah, watching that transition, I always felt a little bit like I was watching it the side a little bit. I remember having the feeling that so many of the actors, you know, playing the principal roles had had already storied and long careers as such young people, you know, had already been in, in Hollywood or, you know, working since a very young age. And so to see people kind of get the, for lack of a better word, like the payoff or like kind of hit it, you know, <laughs> it was a really fun right. moment to see, but also then watching then the specifics of what that looks like. It is weird. It's weird all of a sudden that, you know, there has to be security and it's weird that there's so many people. Cause I remember always, um, when we were on location and like if I was walking, you know, with Leighton or with Blake or something and people were coming for autographs or pictures, it's not that anyone doesn't want to give them out. It's just that there was an unending tide of people all of a sudden. And you're like, well, you can't, the security guard was there because you couldn't stop. Otherwise you'd never get 10 steps ahead. And I've never seen anything like that in my life. So I was like, Whoa. And so that was interesting. And watching those, those, you know, kind of big burly guys who have to like push young ladies aside, you know, (laughs) but not, but it was, uh, and then like, you remember when like, when the the guys would come out of the trailer, like Penn or Chase or Ed or yes. Oh man. (laughs) Connor, like they'd come out and the girls would scream and be like a piercing scream. Like the Beatles, like the Beatles, like from when I was, like I've seen an old, like how could people have gotten so excited about the Beatles? And (laughs) yeah, no, that was, and we would be like, Holy crap. And there would be times too. I remember on the Upper East Side, we'd, I, I think maybe Ed and I one time like walked over to the crowd of people and we said, Hey, we will come and do any hug or autograph after, but can you just not scream so we can get through the scene? Right. Like, we want to go home. You want to go home. We yeah. want to meet you. And they were so respectful and amazing. Once they kind of understood, like, okay. Yeah, yeah, let's help it out. Right. Like, rad. But there was one one day where we were like gonna not make the day because of how excited they were. And and then like on the on the flip of it, like if I put myself at 10 years old and I'm walk out of my school and you know 90210 was filming. Right. I like, would freak out. Yeah. <laughs> I'd probably be like, oh my God, I want to go say hi. I oh, don't totally. I don't know that I would you know so on the flip I'm like they're just excited and and great. But sometimes it's just about like understanding, you know, the flip, because I'm like, we can't get mad and have like an AD go yell at a 10 year old. But like, yeah. But I I do do, remember like the paparazzi things. Like I'd never seen paparazzi paparazzi before because like I was not my world. And so watching the paparazzi on set, like the fact that there would be so destructive and like, like not discreet at all. No. And the fact that there would be like (laughs) full shots ruined because of like, you know, photographers would get mad if they didn't get close enough. So then they would go and like mess up a shot by like standing in the back of it yeah. or, you know, and I would just see that all the time and be like, what? but they were like, the, sometimes they were deliberately yeah. doing that. Oh yeah. Falling oh, I over. could get the shot and they would go over like, oh my God, we can't even shoot right now. So yeah. you would, you'd almost have to like feed, mm-hmm. feed into it. Yeah. No, they had like, to be okay, like, okay, well, give with. me the right. shot so we can work. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. As I remember that, wild. yeah, to me, what was like, I remember there was a um, episode where we were actually feeding ducks in Central Park, and it was. Um, I just love that line. We're just feeding ducks. Yeah, we, we just were feeding ducks. No big, gosh, <laughs> girls, no big deal. I know, but they were actually had. It's um, one like, of my favorite things about you and Blair, though. 
Oh, I know the feeding ducks. Well, we had uh, it once where they actually brought in ducks, like they were like actor ducks, you know, they were like um, professional (laughs) ducks. So the guy had like the trainer brought them and he put them in the pond with like the normal ducks. So they was like, it was so funny because the one group of ducks was very well behaved. (laughs) And so we had like actor ducks. And then one of the ducks, the trainer was like showing us the duck. And like, so Leighton was like kind of holding it and I was like petting it. And the a paparazzi took a picture and it was like in people magazine. And it was a picture of like Leighton holding the duck and kind of like half my face. And I was like, Oh, I'm in, I'm in a paparazzi photo in people magazine. That was like the moment where I was like, Oh, this is really exciting for me. <laughs> um, so that was like very funny. I was like my so arm. <laughs> um, I just no. also love that there's like actor ducks. Oh, like actor ducks is insane. Yeah. You know, but I do remember like, of taking the subway and stuff like probably we're like into season two or like kind of once Dorota started having a little more of a storyline and I'd see people looking at me and I was like, Oh, like I'm being recognized. Like the first feelings of ever being recognized, you know, for a TV part. Like I remember the, the visceral feeling right. of that. And it was like very, it was, it's never, I mean, because of, you know, my, my position, I'm at a different vantage point than you guys, but like the, um, it's, it's never been personally overwhelming because it's always been kind of minor. So it's always only a thrill, you know, but I've seen it on that, on the big scale where it gets a little <laughs> freaky, but for me, it's always, um, it's always in these little uh, bite-sized pieces that just make me feel like, Oh, cool. <laughs> but also yeah. when you say bite-sized pieces, I feel like you're like the full <laughs> pe- like pizza because people literally, you're like a fan favorite. Like, People come undone. That's why, like, when I saw you, I'm like, girl, and you're like, your podcast is great. Like, I, we wanted oh gosh, you I on from, like, day one. Like, <laughs> like, you would have been one of the first five episodes, for sure. And everyone, too, not just fans. Like, the cast, too, and the writers. Every, like, love. Like, you're like, it, it, people may be discreet fans on the street because they're nervous, <laughs> but, like, you really, well, really are you. people's like favorite. We we read the things, the reviews, and and that that goes. You're you literally had an audition where you didn't have words and right. you were <laughs> triple your age, <laughs> and you managed to then have a full blown character that people like love and adore, and it's so rad. Which, by the way, you're gonna probably <laughs> be like, "Come on, Jess, I'm gonna have to ask." Can you? Can you do like one or two lines as Dorota, like talking to Blair? Oh, sure. Like yeah. No, it's funny because like, um, you know. Do people ask you Oh, that? yeah. People ask me all the time. And so it's like, I always, I can never remember like a line to say, but I always, yeah. But the accent I can do. Um, well, you know what line people I'm always sure want me to say? I'm sure you and Ed probably get it the most. Yeah. Like Dorota and Well, it's always funny when, when Ed and I were in the scene together, I would always think like, weren't the two people not speaking in our own accent? We had to like take that <laughs> split second before we enter to like adjust. Um, the line people always want me to say, which I think is so weird, is they always want me to say, God is always watching Miss Blair. <laughs> you know, and it's which is was that when she was masturbating? Yes, which I think is such a weird thing. Is people always want me to say it to them, and I'm like, that's a masturbating. <laughs> God always watching Miss Blair. <laughs> um, there was something about Mr. Chuck that I, you got to do, Mr. Chuck. Okay, all right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, Mr. Chuck. Um, oh, I I defriend uh, Mr. Chuck in Facebook and life. <laughs> Wait, wait, say it one more time. I defriend Mr. Chuck in Facebook and life. (laughs) (laughs) 
By the way, was it written like that? I think so. I can't. I think I might have got a little bit wrong just now. But yeah, it was defriend de- in Facebook and life. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I love Mr. it. Chuck, Miss Blair, Did- Mr. Chuck, Miss Serena. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, now, do you, Eleanor. obviously you could just turn it on. I find that fascinating. Yeah, it's fun because like, um, yeah, Mr. Chuck, Miss Blair, like the, um, once you stick a Mr. and Miss on it, <laughs> that'll do it. Um, yeah, Miss well, Eleanor. And did you, was it written that way or did you do that? Like in um, the script, was it? It was usually written. I mean, the, uh, the Miss, Miss and Mr. stuff was in there, but I would sometimes push it a little bit more to the accent. Um, but it was, right. it was pretty much set up for that. It's funny because I did a cameo on the new Gossip Girl um, with Aaron. Actually, I wanted to, I wanted to ask, but I, I yeah. wasn't sure if we could talk about it. Oh so. yeah, well, no, we did it. Um, it was the uh, Hanukkah episode of the first, you know, season. I guess they're filming the second season now, and um, we came in for that uh, like a dinner party that we had been invited to by Miss by Blair's mom and uh, by Eleanor and and Cyrus, and so it was Margaret, Wally, me, and Aaron, me and Aaron that were like return for that episode and um there was a line that i was supposed to say (laughs) and it said miss waldorf and so i went up and i was like oh excuse me i was like dorota says miss eleanor (laughs) and i was like i was like it's been a lot of years so you don't remember but i was like no dorota would never say miss waldorf she would say (laughs) miss eleanor (laughs) miss eleanor mr (laughs) mr cyrus (laughs) miss eleanor yeah and so i like got them to change it a little bit because i was like you know, there's a certain way of Dorota that I'm right. Of yeah. course, yeah. It was it was weird to step back into. And so, are you? You sound literally perfect. Do you? Are you good with all accents? Um, no, I mean, I do a lot of Eastern European. I, I okay, like Russian and you know, I don't. Of Slavic I don't know ones. if people understand this. It's very, very hard. Like very hard. Well, those I think those ones are like kind of more in my wheelhouse. And then you know, I've tried French and other. Western European ones, but I'm not as uh, comfortable with that. I'm not very good with British. You know, that's like one thing I wish I was better at. Um, but I feel like my well, also British the is years, like there's so many different accents. Like the UK is quite small. Like yeah, and you, so many different sounds. And, or in England, and and there's so many accents there. Like you think of of America, and there's like a Texas accent and Louisiana, like a Southern accent. There's like so many different ones it's and then crazy. there's new york and then there's the midwestern you know yeah it's like um some of them i watch a lot of like bbc stuff and like british shows and it's like sometimes i have to turn the subtitles on i'm like what are you guys talking about like what i'm just watching something that was set in wales and i was like what <laughs> you know so it's it's wild but yeah the um the eastern european accent stuff kind of comes easy. Yeah, wait, and what's Aaron's accent on the Aaron show? is supposed to be Russian, but um Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was his first time working with that accent on Gossip Girl. So he, he called like a buddy and he was like from Belarus or something and had a little bit of a well session <laughs> to get that one up to par. But I but you know uh, he and I would always talk about the fact that like, you know, there's a good mix of, you know, wanting to be real and then also having fun with it. So those characters are fun characters and so a lot of times like uh, even I would like err on the side of making a slightly funnier choice than always being like down to the brass tacks of being like absolutely authentic so sometimes I would lean into the funny right. sound but you know it's like my between my two parents they had a very different way of expressing themselves you know both had a thick Polish accent but so I'll steal a little bit of this or that you know it's like you're making it your own but I had a couple of scenes in the show where I got to speak in Polish for a, a moment like there was a scene mm-hmm. that I 
kind of lose it on Mr. Chuck because he tries to like buy me off or something. I, some, right. And so it's, Fucking Chuck, yeah, man. it's me and <laughs> it's me and Chuck and Serena and we're, and there's a scene I kind of turn on them and I, I'm so enraged that I start yelling at him in Polish. And in that scene, they kind of let me translate it. They kind of let me write my own Polish lines, but I worked on it really hard because I wanted it to be well received because I know people in Poland watch the show. They have, you know, they have it in Poland. So I wanted Polish people to be proud of me. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I wanted to like nail it and make it really perfect. Do people like freak when they hear you talk without the accent, only knowing you as Dorota, like a fan? Yes. That's the yeah number one thing that they say. Love me, like, are you Dorota? And I was like, and they're like, oh, what's wrong with you? You don't have an accent. And I was like, no. And then they always say I look much younger too. And even even now that I'm older than I was, now I'm like, they still say I look younger. So those By are the, the two way, things. Everyone <laughs> looks so good. Yeah, I was like, when I saw you guys, I'm like, yeah, everybody looks. You know, it's insane. Well, there's a reason that everybody's so in the biz, I guess. For- <laughs> I guess I don't know, but like. You look amazing. Like, I, I kept being like, what, are we all drinking? Or like, I say we, I'm putting myself right in there. Well, you drinking know. the same water because, like, Chase looks, Leighton, Blake. It's like everyone's almost aging backwards. It's wild. Oh, yeah. No, I think that's it, true. Everyone just looks really good. Yeah, I think it's definitely true. And it's like, Chase is another one that, like, I used to, like, you know, he would walk in the room and I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> and, <laughs> and I saw him, you know, a couple of weeks ago when we, we were together and I was like, Yep, same same old thing. I was like, he's same. Just, yeah, you're like, he looks the same. guy dropped out of <laughs> drops out of some kind of cloud from heaven. And honestly, <laughs> people probably get so sick of anyone who comes on and we talk about this. So sorry, guys. He's also just the nicest person. Oh yeah, he's so sweet. And I used to love it, like when we would go to like events, like if there was like a party or you know a some sort of organized thing, and it would be out in a public place, and um, he would always like chat with me and make me feel cool because like all the girls were trying to chat with him and I was like the, you know the old Polish housekeeper but I was like Chase is talking to me <laughs> you know he always was very nice to me and like you know because I feel like oh, in a way like part of what I was saying was like because I was playing Dorota and you know I wasn't there all the time and you know so I had that slight feeling of like not knowing you know not feeling totally right. at home and you probably really didn't have that many scenes with with Nate really no and not you know you know I always felt a little bit not shy but you know it's a little tentative and so it was all the individual people sort of reaching out and, you know, kind of taking care of me in a sweet way. Um, yeah. You know, Blake was always that way with me too, where it was like, you know, make kind of made me feel like I was part of the team. Chase and Ed both always were, were like that. And Penn too, you know, it's like, I, I, I feel like we had lots of fun chats and, yeah. you know, I was made to feel like yeah. a peer instead of just like, you know, some old housekeeper. <laughs> No, um, that's what I'm saying. Everyone yeah. loves loves yeah, you yeah. so much. Even too, like when Leighton just came on the Orville, she's like, I still talk to Santa all the time. She's she's the best. I'm like, she yeah. Yeah, it's great. And it's like we had um, you know, you have all that off time and you know, time in between scenes and I feel like I got, you know, so many interesting friendships and the chance to like really meet people on that show that I still hold very close to my heart, you know, and it's like Yeah. That made it so much fun. You know, even when you were sitting around waiting there was always some kind of fun chat or hanging out in somebody's dressing yeah. room you know it wasn't a very solitary experience the way it is on some sets you know absolutely and I too think we were all experiencing something together too it was experience like New York together experiencing 
the way the show was hitting. There was just so much that we were all doing together, whether we knew it or not. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And it's interesting to see yeah, how a show kind of takes off and becomes its own sort of little spaceship and then everybody has to go for the ride with it. And yeah, um, everyone's just like, okay, buckle yeah. up. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, I love hearing your stories. Like from, from the podcast, you know, the stories of you guys having the sort of home base with the guys having roommates and, you know, just having to find that. It's almost like going to college and like you have to find your, you know, your home away from home. <laughs> like, you know, it's yeah. like that. If that being, a, you know, being a young person kind of going into a different landscape and then like having a wild experience together, it's like, you know, the, the kind of way that you have to bond and, and hold each other up through that and make it fun and memorable, you know? So yeah, it's, it's, it's those stories are really cool. It's Yeah. It's just been a trip. And that's why this has just been so fun. Yeah. And I love that you're doing this podcast because I think that, you know, firstly, I mean, podcasts are, are the thing I like if without, po- I'm like, how did I live without podcasts? I like, it was, <laughs> I'm like <laughs> such an important part of my daily life. And then, um, you know, the show still, lives and has all this, you know, this huge fan base that continues to grow. And so it's nice to have a tribute to it and a place to sort of talk about it and kind of get the behind the scenes stuff. And then also I think it's nice because, you know, we have the new Gossip Girl in the world um, and the old Gossip Girl has its own sort of DNA and obviously they're connected, but it's it's nice that the popularity of the new one can help re-inspire people to dis- to rediscover the old one as well. So it's nice because it's all kind of working together, you know. I think that's great. Right. Yeah. It's, it's insane. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, well, you're, you are, you're in New York. So you're probably like, let me get to my Friday evening. This oh, I was like, I don't even know what so day it is. Fun. <laughs> no, this has been so fun to talk to you. I'm so glad I got to sort of, you know, reconnect oh with God, you and see your face too. recently. And also um, I, to be a part of this, because I've been a fan of the podcast and the fact that I'm here is like a thrill to me. So yeah, I'm, I just, want to express my gratitude to you and also my admiration. I mean, not only am I a big fan of your work and you as a human, but also I think you're a tremendous podcaster and I really like, love what you're making here. So it's my honor to be part of it. Oh, you are just a jab of a human. Thank you. <laughs> you're so Thanks, sweet. Jess. Thank you so much. Happy that you came on. And when I come to New York, let's do the tour. Yeah, that'd be really like, fun. And we can, we can, uh, yeah, it'll be a trip. <laughs> that would be a real trip. <laughs> Well, thank you so much. Thank you very much. Zuzana, it was so awesome to finally get you on the podcast, girl. And thank you so much for giving the many, many Dorota fans such a treat. I can't wait for our tour. (laughs) I'm so excited. And in the meantime, I'm going to go watch more of The Gilded Age and keep up with everything that you've got going on. And everyone listening, you should do the same thing. And I'll catch you all next week for another episode of XOXO. We'll be back to the rewatches picking up with season two, episode 21. Until next time, XOXO. XOXO is produced by Propagate Content and me, Jessica Zor. Our show is executive produced by Ling Lee. Our producers are Diego Tepia, Kristen Vermilia, Emily Carr, and Hannah Harris. Original music by Moxie and Loon. What's up, y'all? Janice Torres here. And I'm Austin Hankwitz. We're the hosts of Mind the Business, Small Business Success Stories, a podcast presented by iHeartRadio's Ruby Studios and Intuit QuickBooks. 
Join us as we speak with small business owners about the tools they use to turn their ideas into success. From finding that initial spark of entrepreneurship to organizing payments and invoices, we've got you covered. So follow and listen to Mind the Business Small Business Success Stories on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. The wait is over. The Shy returns May 10th on Paramount Plus and the stakes have never been higher. Everything changes on the South Side when a new threat comes to power in the Showtime original series from Emmy winner Lena Waithe. Battle lines will be drawn, alliances will shift, and danger lies around every corner, leaving everyone to wonder who they can trust. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash shot to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply. You're a growing business, which means you need every spare hour you can find. That's why the most successful growing businesses are working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens, with all your people, data, and information in one AI-powered place. Start a call instantly in huddles and ditch cumbersome calendar invites. Or build an automation with Workflow Builder to take routine tasks off your plate. No coding required. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.